Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are and you should know what time it is. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a new topic that's coming up again. It's just not really a new topic. It's an old topic, but it's rearing its ugly head once again. I'm getting a lot of people reaching out saying, hey, Tyler, have you seen this article and that article and read this and watch this news thing and look at this YouTube video? And what am I talking about? I'm talking about rent control. Oh, yeah. Rent control. Now, last time I was talking about rent control was in the summer of hell, 2020. COVID was in full swing. They were talking about cancel rent, this, that, and the other. A lot of people were freaking out about that. Like there was the people that, well, couldn't pay the rent. I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. They, they had all kinds of situations going on. People weren't getting unemployment. It was stuck in the system. You know, the politicians were a train wreck. The whole thing was an absolute mess. So, with that said, it nothing really came to pass. The politicians said what they wanted to say to get elected into office. And, of course, they got into elected into office. And big spoiler alert, nothing changed. Well, it's an election cycle again where 2022 is here, and it's back again. They're talking about rent control. And I'm primarily talking about in a local market that I'm focused on. One of the markets I'm focused on is the Tampa Bay market. Now, we are heavily focused on acquiring properties both in the Tampa Bay market and Ocala, Florida, Central Florida area, that corridor, that's a great area for us. So I'm paying attention. And when I see what I mean paying attention is I order the newspaper from those areas. I read news cycles. I read the articles. I talk to people that are movers and shakers in those communities. I want to understand what's going on in the marketplace where I own property. And most recently, in the St. Pete Times, one of my team members sent me an article and said, hey, they're talking about doing rent control in the St. Pete in the city of St. Pete. And they put it up for vote. Now, I also know they're, they put it up for a vote in Orlando and apparently it got a little bit more traction. Oh, it got a lot more traction in Orlando than it got in St. Pete. And in St. Pete, fortunately, they thought about every situation that could come up from that and decided that they're not going to go ahead and put it on the ballot this time around to see if they can get a referendum vote on it. They're going to wait it out and talk more about it in committees and whatnot. I don't have to drone on and on about the downside of, of rent control because you already know all those things. It's quite obvious. Hey, you're a landlord that could increase your or ruin your profitability. If you're not, if you've been, haven't been prepared for it now, and what brings me to this question is I've had people just this week say, hey, Tyler, I'm going to wait to invest in real estate until I find out if rent control is going to become a thing in St. Petersburg. And this was somebody who was looking at buying a property in St. Petersburg. And I was like, well, explain to me a little more about your logic behind that. Why would you wait to find out how long have they been talking about rent control in the city of St. Petersburg? He wasn't quite sure. I answered the question about 22 years. They've been talking about rent control in St. Petersburg because rents in St. Petersburg are always overpriced depending on who you ask. doesn't matter what time of the decade it is, what year it is. Nobody likes paying rent of any amount. Nobody goes, oh, that's a great deal because rent always seems expensive, especially when you're talking about areas where rent you know, climbs exponentially. Now, the Tampa Bay market has seen rent increases of around the 40% mark. I'll tell you, that's a lot. But understand that's because it's a very desirable place to live, number one, and the rents haven't really been as high as they have been in other markets, and now to the Tampa Bay market is playing catch-up, basically. 
The same thing goes on in Key West. People say, well, in the 70s, you could rent a place for $70 a month. Well, the 70s was 50 years ago. So, <laughs> yes, it was cheaper in 1972. Everything was cheaper in 1972. It's just like Buffett was poor in 1972, and now Jimmy Buffett's a multi-gazillionaire, probably one of the richest musicians in, in world history. But when he came here in 1972, his first apartment cost him $78 or something like that. Bottom line is, guys, everything goes up if inflation happens. And from what I'm seeing so far, I don't really think that this whole rent control thing is going to become a national phenomenon. With that said, the title of this episode is How Do You Profit From That? So I wanted to be clear on how you profit from that. How you profit from that is you buy. Buy anyway. Because here's the thing. Every one of these rent control regulations that I've read, number one, have exemptions for residential properties. Now, you need to dig into your local legislation, maybe get with a real estate attorney that's, that's keeping up to snuff on what's happening and see it, what the exemptions are. Understand this. Every time they write a law or make a, an ordinance, they also bake in some exemptions. And a lot of times those exemptions basically mean whatever that you're crying about doesn't apply to you in the first place. So relax. You're going to be fine. Uh, the Orlando one, I believe it was, had a carve out for residential properties. So the next thing you need to do is decide what are residential properties? They said uh, non-commercial properties. Well, technically in the state of Florida, depending on who you ask, as far as state uh, land use codes, the the uh, designator between commercial and residential as far as land use zoning is four units or more. I'm sorry, five units or more or four units or less. If it's up to four units or less than five units, it's considered residential. And if it's a five doors or more, it's considered commercial. Now, you'll need to read the laws, not the headlines, guys. Read the laws and see where what exemptions fall into place. If you're a guy that owns smaller multifamily, then a lot of these rent control situations are not going to apply to you. If you're a guy that buys 100, 100 200, 300 unit apartment buildings, these may absolutely apply to you. But usually where the government taketh away, they somehow giveth because there's donors and whatnot that put out compromise and they put out dollars to buy themselves some compromise. And your job is to actually read the law, read the ordinance, come to understand where are the loopholes, where are the outs that they purposely written in. I'm not suggesting you look for ways to cheat the law or anything like that because, number one, that's not really ethical. And number two, you'll probably get put, caught and want it costing you more money. And if you're not the kind of person that's comfortable reading these regulations, hire someone that is. Hire a real estate attorney. If I get puzzled on something, I'm going to call Sean Yesner, yesnerlaw.com. I'm going to reach out to Sean Yesner. I'm going to say, Sean, here's the, the statute, the ordinance. This is my interpretation of it. I'm not an attorney. I don't, I didn't spend 25 years plus of my life practicing law. Do you agree that my interpretation is correct or am I crazy and I'm doing the wrong thing? And he'll say, you know, yes, no, or indifferent. Sometimes I'm crazy doing the wrong thing, and sometimes I'm dead on. I interpret it correctly. But I want to go to a third party, somebody I trust, that will help give me the information I need to make sure whether I need to panic or not. But know this. They're really going to target the big corporate BlackRock type thing, and they're, they're going after big-time syndicators. So Grant Cardone, you know, it might be a little challenging for him. But here's the thing. Grant Cardone buys right. See, experienced syndicators, they do deals that make sense. Here's an example. Somebody asked me the day, it's like, oh, you're, how's your fund going? You don't have uh, anything under contract or closed just yet. I'm like, no, we don't. We had a deal under contract. We invested 10 months in putting the whole thing together, negotiating the deal, structuring it, due diligence, the whole nine yards, sucked up a lot of our time. 
that deal did not pass muster in due diligence. We had to back out of the deal. Why do we have to back out of the deal? Not because we were scared, because we're smart and we didn't want to risk putting our customers or our investors' funds at risk when something, a material fact about that deal changed in the 11th hour. Mike and I had to make a tough decision to pull out of that deal. The good news is we protected investor capital and we kept the investors from getting wiped out on a, by doing a bad deal, what turned into be a bad deal. That said, moving forward, we're still out looking for more opportunity, but we're not going to do a deal just to do a deal. Now, some of you are like, I see some syndicators. It seems like they have a new deal every 15 minutes. Well, that, I've been at this a while, guys, 22 years, 23 years. I think I lost track now, but you, when you see somebody that's either that's turning supposedly turning deals after deal after deal after deal, they either have the world's greatest acquisition team, uh, and the luck of God on their side, or they don't. They're not really doing great deals. There's a lot of deals getting done out there because I know what deals should pencil for. I know what rents increases are tolerable. What I know that you can't change countertops and double the rent because the tenant base won't pay for it, whether they can afford it or not, or a whole different thing. But what you're going to see is a lot of these syndications out there, unfortunately, are a little lofty. And you got to be careful of that, guys, when you're out there doing these deals. You got to make sure you understand where the projections are coming from. Now, with that said, there are still a lot of deals getting done. There are deals out there, but it takes time. The reality is there are people out there that are willing to pay more than us. We want to provide a certain level of profit to ourselves and our investors, and that's why we're having to go through more deals. I was watching a video from Ken McElroy recently. Even Ken McElroy is, says some pickings out there for deals because there's a lot of corporate and institutional money that is just willing to pay anything just to get their money moving on an asset. Well, I'm not willing to pay anything to get money moving on an asset because that's how you get yourself in in in, uh, in uh, hot water. And at the scale we're at, I actually care about the investors. I know my investors. They're all people that listen to this podcast, for example, and I want to make sure that I do everything I can do right by them. So will it take me longer than some of these big, fancy uh Wall Street hedge funds to get a deal closed? Yes, it will take longer. But I assure you this, the math will be correct. It will cash flow and it will return at a minimum the returns that we said we're targeting, uh, not a penny less. And my hope was, is that it will turn exponentially more. So guys, you can profit from, how do you profit from rent control really comes down to when everybody starts talking about rent control, everybody that's listening to the conversation starts to get nervous and panic. You can capitalize from this. I said this probably about two years ago when they were talking about rent control back during 2020. And it's true still today. Sellers get nervous when the city of St. Pete puts an, they put an article out in the Times saying that there's rent control coming. That means people in St. Pete, landlords in St. Pete, start freaking the hell out. Brokers in St. Pete start freaking the hell out. And people like me, well, we know that they're freaking out. And we go, shopping because that's when things go on sale. I know the government can't get out of its own way. And even if they do put rent control in place, they're going to basically say, you can only rent it, raise the rent so much per year moving forward. They can't go back and change time. They don't have the power to unwind a legal contract between a tenant and I. I know they don't have the power that I just asked my attorney that the other day. Uh, it would That would be a new one that they could go back and actually unwind a contract provided that it's legally binding. So, this to me is a buy signal. This means buy, 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 because 
There's blood in the water. There's terror in the marketplace. People are nervous when they start talking about rent control. I say bring on the press. Bring on rent control. Go ahead. I'll wait here. It's kind of like when uh, people said, hey, if you get caught with an AR-15, they're going to throw you in prison. I saw that in one of the news outlets. I was like, oh, okay. So what I did is I put an ad on Craigslist. It got somebody disputed it and got taken down. But I was able to get a couple in the process in the same time. And what I mean by that is I put an article in the paper saying, hey, want to avoid going to jail? Sell me your AR-15. And, you know, a few of those may or may not have been purchased by old Uncle Tyler at rock bottom prices because people were afraid to even hang on to them because Fox News told them that they were going to go to that Uncle Biden was going to throw them in jail. Come on, man. I mean, no pun intended, but that's just a, a bit of a reach. And even if it is, that's far off in the future. In the meantime, you could have, I, I could trade those things and sell them for something else. And it doesn't matter. That's just one example. Same thing goes with real estate. If they say they're going to do rent control in St. Petersburg, good. Let people panic, let them freak out, buy at a significant discount, turn around and resell it on the market. You can either wait until they realize they failed like they just did in St. Petersburg and it did not go up on the, on the vote, on the ballot for a vote this go around or you can just appeal to and sell to the people that aren't really paying attention anyway, frankly, because most people don't even care about that. They, they look at it as that's just a bunch of nonsense. So they don't put much stock in what the news says. And you know, they're still willing to pay a premium. So you could create yourself a really nice spread. It's not uncommon right now in St. Petersburg to buy a duplex one day, slap a hundred thousand dollar price tag on it on top of what you bought it for and sell it the next day. I'm seeing these deals being done all the time. That's because the people that are scared are pe- are selling to the people that are not. And the people that are not are selling to the people that are not like them, and they're making a killing. And you should be too. So you want to profit off of that? You want to make money off of rent control? Great. Go ahead and get going. Get Start buying. Get yourself over on Rentometer. Run rents for these markets like St. Petersburg, Tampa, Orlando, and see what they've done. I was shocked recently. I ran rents for a couple different cities in Florida, and I was blown away with how much the rents are. Here, understand this, guys. Demand will do a lot of things for you. So if you're focused on having things and acquiring things or controlling things that other people want that are in demand, you're going to be fine. As long as the demand doesn't wane, then you're going to be fine. So you have to ask yourself, how basic of a human need is it for housing? And you might think to yourself, well, it depends. Well, people have been paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for rent and mortgage payments in, in the United Socialist Republic of California for a long time now. And it's just now they're starting to move to Florida. And guess what? The rents here aren't really that much cheaper uh, than California because we're starting to catch up. So keep in mind that people are going to continue to pay. Nonetheless, you may change tenant classes, but people are going to continue to pay. As long as you do a good job of being a landlord, being a good landlord, maintaining your property better than you would expect to maintain it, do a great job of being a great landlord. That means, you know, change out floor coverings, put in nice tile or laminate flooring and keep it looking sharp. Hire a landscaper to keep the yard cut. Make rules on the lease that there's no baby toys strewn all over the front yard and that people can't change their oil in the driveway and leave dirty spots. If you buy quality assets, 
and find quality tenants and have good management in place and take care of these properties, rent control or no rent control, you're going to make an absolute fortune. Know this, if you bought a property today and it takes these ding-dongs over in the city of St. Petersburg two years to come up with rent control, that's two years of rent increases you have, two years of exponential appreciation, I mean, mind-blowing appreciation that you can make over this property. Now, in the city of St. Petersburg, in the last 12 months, the rent appreciation rate was 40%. So if you would have bought last year, you could get rents 40% higher. What do you think that does to your property value? It takes it, it just supercharges it. And I know a lot of you don't don't really have the, this isn't your thing. You don't want to be the guy, the bad guy raising rents and whatnot. Well, at the end of the day, people also need clean, safe, affordable housing. They're going to have to pay it whether you provide them a good product or a bad product. So why don't you focus on going out, buying a good product, take care of these people, give them a clean and safe place to live. They're, they'll be happy to pay for it because frankly, if you're doing a great job and you're a great landlord. Now, let them, they will get, they will not rent from the slumlords. You will be fine. You're not going to be in any hot water and you're actually doing, in my opinion, a good job taking care of your fellow human beings. Guys, I'm going to leave it right there. I'll catch up with you guys next week and we will talk soon. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.